Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Fabes Now podcast. My name is Fabes and in this episode I'm going to be giving you my reactions to the tech news that broke last week. That being that Elon Musk has finalised his deal to take over Twitter. But just a couple of announcements I would like to make beforehand. Now that I have got my book up to 15 chapters, meaning that there are only 5 more chapters left to write, I am now able to upload episodes twice a week. Which will normally be a Wednesday and a Friday, but if everything takes a wee bit longer to share, then I'd love to get everything out sooner, but you know the way technology is. But also before I get into this, I just want to take a couple of seconds to ask a couple of questions. Have you always wanted to have your own podcast? Do you have something to say that you believe the world needs to hear? Do you have what it takes to be listed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and more? And do you think that this is still the best year for you to get started growing your podcast despite the issues with inflation and would you like to do it without breaking the bank Red Circle Inc gives you all the tools you need to start your own podcast and will have you distributed growing your audience and making money within weeks you will receive advertising, can set up listener donations, or sell subscriptions for exclusive content. But what you decide to do with your podcast is entirely up to you. With the ability to customise and control your content. Even after it's been uploaded, you can choose what order your content appears in your show, whether this is free ads, cross-promotion or updates. Best of all, however, you can get access to all of this for free. This makes it the perfect host for anyone who wants to get into podcasting right now during the cost of living crisis and current inflation that the whole world is under. And as someone who has been using it for a couple of months, I find it extremely good at growing my own brand. So if you want to start a podcast without breaking the bank with Red Circle, 
go over to https redcircleinc.gosm.io slash z z 8b 5-8-S-A 9-N-A-E where you can sign up for free. The link is also in the episode notes for this episode along with all my other links to my technology reviews and phoebelau.com websites as well as my socials. But as I said, today's episode is going to be on how Elon Musk has finalised his deal to take over Twitter and whether or not that is a good or bad thing for fighting hate speech or as I argue, if it is a mixed blessing for fighting hate speech. Let's get into the episode. investing in Twitter. On the 14th of March, Musk's stake in Twitter reached 9.2%, making him the largest stakeholder in the company. On the 4th of April, Musk disclosed his stake in Twitter. And one day later, on the 5th, Twitter announced that Musk was to join the board of directors. On the 10th of April, Musk announced that he wouldn't join the Twitter board. But on the 14th of April, four days later, he offered to buy Twitter for 54 dollars per share. On the 15th of April, Twitter adopted a poison pill provision to prevent mask taking over and threatening that it will be that it would be triggered if any individual or entity acquired 15% of the company's shares and on the 21st of April Musk said he'd garnered commitments of about 46.5 billion in finance for his Twitter takeover on April the 25th Twitter accepted 
On the 4th of May, Musk secured more than $7 billion in financing. And on the 6th of May, promised to quintuple, quadruple Twitter's revenue by 2028. And now, touching on one of the slightly more controversial parts, on the 10th of May, Musk said that he would reverse Twitter's ban on former US President Donald Trump's account. Although there are a lot of people who would actually support that. Although some people will be fully in favour of free speech coming back to the platform, it's important to pause here for a second and to say how this did raise fears which among many activists such as disabled activists, gay activists, black activists and others. Many of them are scared that there will be a rise in hate crime because of this, that there will be a rise in homophobic hate crime over Twitter. Although a lot of the gay community will have felt that they are now being faced with woke homophobia in some areas. And there's also activists who are scared that there will be a rise in racial attacks. On the 12th of May, Twitter announced a hiring freeze, thus pausing Musk's acquisition. And a day later, on the 13th of May, Musk admitted that he was still committed to the deal. On the 26th of May, Twitter shareholders brought a class action lawsuit against Musk and on the 6th of June, Musk threatened to pull out of the deal altogether if Twitter didn't provide information about bots on the platform. On the 8th, of July, Musk moved to terminate his takeover of Twitter, pointing out the issue of fake accounts as his reason. On the 12th of July, Twitter starts to see Musk at Chancery Court in Delaware. In Delaware. And on the 19th of July, the court determined the trial brought on by Twitter against Musk to take place in October. This leads us now to the last few weeks, as on the 4th of October, Musk proposed the completion of a deal to acquire Twitter. 
And on the 20th of October, he completed the deal for $44 billion. And let's not forget Elon Musk's first trade after completing the deal. Which for those of you who haven't seen the video for anyone who is listening, who is blind, or anyone else who hasn't seen it, was a tweet that said, the bird is free. In the days that have followed Elon Musk's takeover, his first actions have included to fire four top Twitter executives. It has also been suggested that he plans to change Twitter's super followers feature to subscriptions. That Starlink, Musk's satellite-based internet service over at SpaceX, his other child, might make its way to Twitter and will help Twitter become available in countries where it's currently hard to access. And another change which, according to the BBC, Mr Musk also wants to bring in is revamping the blue tech. But I will upload more about that in a couple of days as I just want to learn a wee bit more about the facts of what that will include before getting into it. Following on, however, from the fact that activists have also already had fears for a couple of months, trolls have already started testing the new limits with a tide of slurs and memes already appearing on Twitter, all over Twitter. I think it's worth raising the argument that it might be too soon for any of us to form an opinion. It's important to note the differences between hate speech and freedom of speech that we've heard a lot about over the last weeks, months and years and what the difference is between them as well as what the difference is between speech that attacks or threatens people and that which is intended to insult whether jokingly or abusively and speech where some people just respectively disagree with each other and lay out their reasons for doing so. But nonetheless, placing of proper hate speech is still going to be something that Musk will still have to deal with. And in the times that we are living in, it's going to be an uphill battle. 
According to an article on Bloomberg, Musk sent out a tweet saying that Twitter will form a content moderation console which will include widely diverse viewpoints. And no changes have so far been made to Twitter's hateful conduct with Twitter rules at the minute, although that could be updated later. So while there might be a risk of some hate speech rising, and of course proper hate speech against all communities should absolutely be stumped out, we can't pretend that no hate speech existed before Elon Musk became CEO of Twitter. I know for a fact that I have seen disabled people facing actual disabled, actual disability hate crime before all of this was, before all of this happened. And there have also been cases where women who don't want to share a bathroom, sports teams, or they have trans women or biological men looking after them, receiving rape and death threats, who when reported don't have their accounts completely, completely taken off them and who are only suspended for a couple of days. On another note all together, I would like you to hear me out here. I feel absolutely awful for all of the people with underlying health and who have suffered or lost family members because of COVID throughout the pandemic. However, I think there is a point in asking how do you differentiate between people with bad underlying health and those who do not? Because yes, I am one of the disabled people who is not always sick. And furthermore, the physically disabled people with good underlying health give in to the pressures put onto them that they shouldn't go out. How many disabled rights do we risk losing? On another note, though there has been other discussions about what language you can include in the arts, be that with songs, with jokes, with films, etc. And what you can get away with without sounding capitalist. And a recent example of this has been with the Big Time Rush song that is over 10 years old, Paralysed. I am paralysed. I can and will 
say that that row 100% always be the case because as it is the only experience I have a memory I have the memory of living though I know I wasn't always disabled I actually do not want to change it if someone came over to me and said that they didn't think my life was worth living I would try to convince them how it isn't actually that bad if someone showed me actual hate I would report it and if someone hypothetically said that all paralysed people should be locked away or killed I would be the first in making sure that that person should be severely challenged or stopped. But there is absolutely nothing wrong with someone saying that they are paralysed with fear, paralysed in love, tongue-tied because they don't know what to say or being dead because they can't believe what has happened or aboard which are which in themselves are a figure of speech. So in conclusion, although Elon Musk becoming CEO of Twitter might mean a return to hate speech, I think it's important that we don't make any judgments for at least a wee while. And for this reason, I think Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter makes it a mixed blessing that helps us to fight hate speech while equally allowing freedom of speech to return to the platform. But enough about my thoughts. What do you think about the news? Are you happy that free speech will be returning to Twitter? Or are you scared that Musk's takeover means a return to hate speech? If you would like to share your thoughts with me via the contact page on my website, or tag me in your thoughts over Twitter with the hashtag or subject line TPLP. You can discuss all of this with me over my socials or wherever else you write to me. And if anyone wants to give me permission to read any of your views out, as long as they're not nasty and only include constructive criticism, I'll read them out. But anyway, thanks for listening and this is Feebslow with the Feebslow podcast off.